It seems today that all you see is violence in movies and sex on TV. Hello and welcome to the Family Guy Funny Cast. Today we are talking about Season 2, Episode 1 of Family Guy. Peter, Peter, Caviar Eater. I am your host, Joe. And I'm your host, Sean. And today we have a very, very special guest. My friend and our only listener, Adam. Adam, would you introduce yourself? I don't think I'm the only listener, but I, but I certainly am the most prominent. And I have, as I've said previously, finagled as... myself onto the podcast that I listen to. It is also strange because the, the previous podcast I listened to, it really did sound like you were building up to actually getting Seth MacFarlane, but... All I can think of is the other <laughs> listeners who are going to think, oh shit, did they get Seth MacFarlane? Did they get one of the celebrities they've invited? And no, it's just one of, it's just the one listener. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's the other, the other listener. So whoever the other listener is, I'm sorry you're not on the podcast, but technically you've got a 50-50 chance, so. Whoever's the other listener, you can definitely come on, just, just <laughs> yeah, reach out to me. Unless you're Seth, and I know you're drafting your cease and desist paper. Did you say my name? I can't remember. (laughs) Okay. We did. Yeah, but I didn't give your cease. That's fine. I just can't remember. Yeah. I don't want to just be some amorphous voice in the void. (laughs) Yeah, I always hate when podcasts don't introduce their host at the beginning. Because, like, if I'm trying to start on, like, episode, like, 100 or whatever, I don't know. Yeah, especially if everyone's, like, a fucking zoo crew. Mm hmm. Alright, anyway, so let's get into the summary yes. for this episode. So, Lois's bougie aunt, Marguerite, was coming over, but once she arrived, she died instantly. Turns out that Lois was her favorite niece, and she left her Newport mansion for Lois. Lois intended to only visit the house on the weekend, but Peter actually sold the Quahog house. Uh, Stewie killed the girl oh, from yeah. The Shining. That's Peter that's doesn't fit in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peter doesn't fit in with high-class society, so he has Brian teach him how to fit in before the historical society auction they were invited to. Peter is shocked into becoming bougie Peter. Peter ends up in a bidding war, bidding a vase for a hundred million he can't cash. Brian uses his Star Wars cup to snap him out of his bougification. Peter tries to convince the society that the new mansion is worth a hundred million due to its historical significance but can't. Peter and Lois reconcile, and a secret panel reveals a box of photographs, uncovering that the Cherrywood Mansion was the first presidential whorehouse. The Griffins return to Quahog, buying buying their house back for double, which he could afford as he auctioned off a picture of Peter, a picture of Lincoln at the whorehouse. Peter realizes that it doesn't matter what Lois's family thinks Mm -hmm. for her, as they had low-class origins. And that's the episode. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was an interesting journey revisiting this episode um i i remember so i'm old enough to one remember when this show was new when it was being advertised and then going like that looks funny i should watch it and then fucking trying to follow it's impossible to follow schedule it was one of those shows that now we think of as locked in on at sundays that's a sunday program Sundays mm-hmm. at no, 9 No, man, that shit was Friday, and then Monday, and then Tuesdays, and then Thursdays, and they switched it around all the time, 
And I truly believe that had to be part of the reason why it never picked up a strong audience to begin with and why it only got its audience once it started having a dedicated time slot on Adult Swim. And one of the most interesting changes I found is watching this show. Like, I remember watching it and really, really loving it and thinking, by the time I got to this episode, whenever I showed it to people, this is the episode that locked people in. Like, this is the one that I could go... Yeah, because, yeah. well, hmm. things were really different in 1999, let's just say. But, like, but like, I definitely remember, like, from 99 to 2003, renting the fuck out of these DVDs from a brick-and-mortar video store that wasn't Blockbuster. And... We yeah. uh, we had one here this decade. Not this yeah, decade no, anymore. No, of course not. But yeah. Why would that... Within the last oh, 10 years. Yeah, man. They, it, it, I just fucking... I remember renting this shit every weekend to, like, show my friends. And whenever we got to this episode in particular, because it has this one gag that's fucking perfect. Uh, just and, and the, what I consider peak absurdist um, family guy humor, you know? And uh, that's there's a, a cutaway gag in the middle somewhere... Where after um, the the Family Guy family has become bougified and accustomed to whatever their weird half rich but just owning a home existence was, where uh, I, th- I think it's Meg who's like, "Oh, move back to Quahog, that one horse town," and then they cut. Yeah. It's this beautiful. It's the, my favorite I, to this day. I can think of this whenever I want and just laugh a little bit because it's still very funny to me. And it's a horse standing in the middle of a street and he's just looking around all crazy-eyed and he just goes, hey, shut up. No, you shut up. No, you shut up. No, you shut up. No, everybody just shut up. What's that? The wind. And then, like, that's the fucking, like, the, an insane horse in the middle of a town going paranoid at the sound of the wind. That truly is my spirit animal. Uh, if I felt seen in that moment by Family Guy, and uh, to this day is actually haunted me, I've, I've been consistently haunted by horses ever since. But uh... well, here's where I felt seen. Um, it was during it was during the I think during the the musical number. Uh, my God, this is freaking sweet. Yeah, or, this house is freaking sweet. Uh, there's a part where Lois is getting all like all pampered. And everything, and me as a man in uh, 2020, I will, I will send this through our, <laughs> our call. This is where I would have been brought in. Oh, right at the right at the <laughs> at the picture. Yeah, yeah, you know, to, yeah to describe even... it, this is a screenshot of Lois sitting in a chair with one shoe on and one shoe off, while some man massages her toes. That was gonna be the part too. I, I, I was literally about to cut you off. Like it's not the Lois's foot massage scene, is it? And then yeah, yeah. there's also well, only a, four toes on her feet. Um, yeah, as a a man in 2020 with modern 2020 okay. sensibilities, this is dangerous to go on. I think this this was was a very uh, prescient cutaway. <laughs> um, it it's he. He sits Lois down. She's all, I don't want this. And then, what does she want, actually? She wants to be pampered. Yeah. And what well, do I right want the out of my television? I want fucking oh. toes. Oh. I want feet. 
I want okay. I want souls. And Seth, <laughs> I, you turned I, me around, baby. I, I'm on your wow, team now. I thought you were gonna go with I wanna be pampered, I wanna be treated like extravagance of royalty. And I was gonna be right with you. Um but, <laughs> but you, you, you do alright, you fucking you do you <laughs> man. It? Hell yeah. <laughs> is is there a specific kind of feet? Four toed kind, like, clearly. Four toed, five toed, no toed. Oh. Doesn't matter to me. <laughs> stinky, smelly, no clean, toe. dirty. You know what? Maybe not stinky. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Maybe a little bit smelly. Oh. Okay. Are, are we talking about the, the stinky to smelly foot smell ratio gradient? Like, what what are you talking This This is. There's a system of demarcation? Well. <laughs> smelly is like. Mm, yeah, there's a smell in that. Stinky's like, ugh. That's Yeah, there's a scale. There's definitely, like, it's not. It's not so. Where does funky it's very lie? Blatton. It's a very. Funky is it's somewhere in the middle of stinky yeah. and smelly. Yeah, I'd agree. So stinky, stinky is like, oh, there's there's like, there's a little bit of an odor. I, you've, been, you've been wearing your shoes all day, and I can tell. <laughs> smelly is. Smelly is you. You've been wearing. You've been wearing your shoes all fucking day, but you've been wearing oh, two gold man. socks, and you don't oh, wash your man. feet. Cool. Funky is maybe you wore an old pair of shoes once, or old <laughs> pair of socks. It's a, it's a, it's a sharper, more, sharper. more gr- more, more of the camembert <laughs> sort of, a, yeah. a more refined, more there's distinguished a, a, smell. Yeah, it's it's a. Uh, it's got it's an like, edge. Like when people fucking sip yeah. wine, they're like, oh yes, this has a good bouquet. There's a there's legs to this. It's the same thing, but with feet. Yes, this is a 64 yeah. Pinot Noir. There's legs to the feet. Mm-hmm. But no, this is a... Uh, no. This is a 41-year-old white woman left foot. She's 41? She's Somewhere around there. Late, okay. late 30s, maybe. How old? Yeah, that's a good question. Right, here's the real yeah, real how old question. is the family guy family my suspicion would be that they are probably around uh so i I assume they probably were married probably around mid-20s um we know that peter still has his longer hair which we see him with in college and then at the um bus or the pool the towel boy job he was at in this episode Mm -hmm. i feel like they're probably married around mid-20s and i feel like with their kind of lifestyle, they probably had their kids pretty quickly on into right. marriage. Um, and Meg is well, they, 16? They, they have, uh, yeah. 16, yeah. So I'll put them, like, right around okay. 40, if my math is right, which it probably isn't. It's, you know, it's, it's interesting because, uh, so I remember watching and listening to the, the commentaries of the show quite a bit. And there's two things that, that, that I think you guys would be interested you're telling me someone else did commentary. It was Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, it was Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> God, fucking Seth! I'm back out. <laughs> Fuck you, Seth. You took our. It, it was on the DVDs, <laughs> man. It was pretty informative. But one of the things that I think is really interesting that you guys have never touched on is um, uh, originally Peter was conceived to have a more realistic series of jobs throughout the series. So, like, that's why he starts out as a towel boy, and then later on, I think in media, oh my god, in media res for Family Guy, um, he he fucking, 
is working at the toy factory, and then he gets fired in his second season, and he gets another mm-hmm. job. Whoa, spoilers. Sorry, yeah, shit. Spoilers. I, I, Fuck. <laughs> this is the most family guy I've ever seen. <laughs> no, Peter does go through yeah. some jobs. and it was one of the things okay. that uh, Seth said. He, I swear to fucking God, he wanted to bring realism to the fucking world of family guy. And he thought the best way was to, to have his character, in contrast to Homer Simpson have a series of jobs that only changed as opposed to one that was fixed. So, in essence, um, I guess Seth is saying that Frank Grimes was right. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Frank Grimes is kind of right about a lot of things if you think about it. Yeah, he's a hard worker who had to earn everything the hard way. But this No, is it's not. Simpsons. Sorry, we don't need that. That that is talking Simpsons. <laughs> for is that a thing? Yeah, that's for that's sure. That's a real thing. Okay, so we so we can't cut it on that market. No, I mean we uh, can. We could, well, but we're not. Wait, we, no. we have respect. We should we should do a call. Yeah, we should reach out to them. You actually. should actually do that. I don't know. They they did an episode recently with a child. Oh, well. What? They're that big? Oh my god! That oh, they're pretty it? big. They have a pretty decent Patreon. Honestly, that's some of the best news I've ever heard. Because if they can do it, then in theory <laughs> we could. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, they have a five-figure Patreon. Oh my. Okay. Yeah. Um. I, I'll probably be taking some notes on talking yeah. Simpsons. <laughs> I'm gonna do some Apple yeah. research. Yeah. So last uh, two weeks ago now they had um, Matt Christman and Virgil Texas from the old Chapo. Chapo? Damn. Is it Chapo? I don't oh, know. Yeah. They're white, so. Yeah. They're I white, white as hell. I don't know they're white as Chapo. hell. They're a bunch of white dudes who've appropriated a Latino resistance culture a little bit. But this is not the Chapo Trap House podcast either, so. <laughs> we should do a Chapo. Oh my god. You fucking. Can, can we please. Can That's we please do all the other myriad podcasts I've suggested before we make a podcast that is as recursively <laughs> ins- fucking insipid as listening to other podcasts and then doing a podcast about that podcast? <laughs> Just you wait for the family guy finally. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Just... The Chapo Trap House. Oh, no. Let's... Anyway, I'm going to go back to one of my notes. One of my notes was that um, Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, also in those commentaries that I remember from way back when, said um, he kept harping on about, and this is something I wonder if you guys have noticed, what do you guys think Stewie is singing in the theme song? Oh, are you talking about laughing yeah. cry laughing cry? I, was at, I, had, I also had that in my notes because I always hear it as a laughing cry. But I, I had subtitles on Hulu because I'm a weeb and I was watching my channel uh-huh. before this. Uh, and the subtitles clearly say that's... F and Cry. Which I'm not saying makes it right. Okay, so, but that so that's the, the thing. Subtitles think that's what this. I was wondering about. Because I remember watching these episodes and I remember very clearly thinking it was Laugh and Cry. And it wasn't until I listened to those commentaries I'm like, how can people hear F and Cry? What? And then today, watching this episode, I thought for sure they had actually changed the audio to effing cry. And so much so that similarly, when I put on the subtitles and saw effing cry, I'm like, 
Fuck, I've just found the dumbest fucking Mandela effect. I found the dumbest one. This is the stupidest one. It is Stewie singing the Family Guy theme song about whether or not he's self-censoring an F word. That's the worst. <laughs> I, when I was younger, I heard both. Oh my god. Whoa. But Savant. now I, I just hear, I hear laughing. That's because you're the quiz that's Haderach, Joey. We've, we've talked about this. You, the one who could be in many, many places at it's once. true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so in the commentary, was it intentionally left vague? He or... insisted it was meant to be laugh and cry. And then as seasons okay. progressed, I swear they did multiple new takes. So, like... I remember watching on TV as it went from F and cry, sounding like F and cry to being laugh and cry, to very clearly like being a stilted laugh and cry. Like they fucking change it in a few seats. <laughs> if the things are the same, I don't know. Title sequences change over the years. Little things are made different and, and also Mandela effects happen. So who knows what's actually reality anymore? I forgot how old I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I never forget. It's really fucking. It's it's. I literally spent an hour going, "How old am I?" I've forgotten, and then I fell asleep but didn't know, and then texted my friend, uh, "Was I born?" And then woke up later, and I woke up later, and then texted back, "Yeah, I was born." (laughs) Pretty confident, and uh, only upon checking back. Uh, do I remember even doing those acts? Because uh, consciousness is an eternal wave of confusion. <laughs> consciousness is a flat Time circle. as well. And lunchtime, doubly so. An illusion. Well, don't go crazy. <laughs> All right, <here>. till then. <laughs> that, that's for later in the pod. <laughs> when we start dive- Discussing and divesting <laughs> the secrets of time itself. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This this episode played a little fast and loose with time. Uh, speaking of episodes, I started off the episode kind of on a, a a high from the last one. You know, the last one being the one where um, I think Gary Janetti decided to compare Brian's plight as a dog <laughs> to the plight of the the black American uh, and compare uh, you know dogs to black people yeah a very (laughs) flattering comparison Um, yeah and so the start of this episode is um, Stewie fussing with Lois Uh, and and I I wrote uh, baby rights baby V Ferguson (laughs) (laughs) okay Yeah, maybe there'll be one episode where they compare babies to black people. It might have happened. (laughs) If if they ever compare babies to dogs, then transitively they're. I really think that's actually an episode. I I think you might be right. Well, (laughs) you heard it here first. Well, we have predicted the future of Family Guy. The future that exists. The future (laughs) that no one really. No, that's a real. No one really knows exists. I don't think anyone's watched beyond a certain season of Family Guy. I feel like... Well, we will. We will. I haven't, but we will. This dark and Mm -hmm. terrible purpose must be fulfilled. 
Yeah. We are living right now in a period of incredible change with the coronavirus and the quarantines and the hits on the stock market. The world that we're going to live in will not be the same as the one we entered in. However, what will be the same is we will still be watching every single episode of Family Guy. Hell yeah, brother! <laughs> I will not Hell let yeah, any coronavirus brother. stop me. I will. Hey, COVID nineteen, yeah. go fuck yourself. You're not stopping us. You I, might I, kill. You might kill my family and everyone I know, but you will not stop yeah. the Family Guy train. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my grandma is not taking coronavirus seriously. She's eighty-seven. Like, if she gets it, she's dying. So, like. She needs to get her shit together. She had a good one, Yeah, it was just her birthday. Yeah, was eighty ago. She knows how she wants to go. I do gotta (laughs) hand it to her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe when she dies, I'll go down and raid her fridge in the basement that has 20-year-old Hell yeah, dude. Those are the best ones. Those are the ones that you fucking toe up. You just get fucked up. Fuck yeah, (laughs) and while you're down there, you can sing, My God, this house is freaking sweet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you like that that the uh, was that the first elaborate musical sequence of the show? I was gonna I was gonna yeah, ask it, that. I it put definitely that in my is, notes. There have been minor like musics that I've noticed. Uh, I I can't remember <clears> them <throat> specifically, but I've definitely been, like because Seth MacFarlane loves he, music. He, he loves them a lot, mm-hmm. a lot and, more than I do. And you can clearly. <laughs> see, yeah. A lot more than most people do. Uh, but yeah, you can you can clearly see that. But this is the first one with a long, elaborate musical number, definitely. My god, they showed her freaking feet. Jesus. (laughs) This is really turning into the lowest horn cast, and it's not been made better by the fucking quarantine. It's actually probably gotten worse. Holy shit. When you guys... Wait, I'm putting on hand sanitizer. You, I'm washing my hands. You know there's an episode where she <laughs> turns up in BDSM gear, right? Like that's coming. No, I I don't I no oh I don't know. Oh my god, that's happening this. soon, dude, and you're gonna fucking come. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> I mean, uh, you know, it it's. <laughs> well, that's a confirmation for come. That's that was my sole purpose of coming on the podcast. I, I had to fucking make what I thought was an implication in absolute. Come confirmed. Come confirmed. <laughs> oh no! What hath I wrought? Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I I think that's the first musical sequence, and then, um, oh yeah, the um. The, uh, that one cutaway, the, uh, the diamonds, uh, the diamond ad, does, so, yeah, so, 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 I have a question, so, did you know that that was a real ad they're parodying? (laughs) So, yeah, there used to be, whatever that company was, like, De Beers or whatever the fuck, they had these, Zales, yeah, they had these series of ads where it was, like, silhouettes, and it's played... The exact same way with the the violin music and everything, and uh, the silhouettes were like the gal, like a you know the dude crouching down right, and he pulls up the ring, but the ring is floating on the shadow, and then like the gal like puts her hand up to her mouth and like oh you know just a little like oh I'm so uh, taken aback gesture, and yeah so and then. <laughs> And then, like, he would rise up into frame, and then it would, like, lean in for a kiss. And all they did was just take that exact same commercial and then just have her start to go down on him. 
And this is another one of those things where we're listening to the commentaries. I remember uh, comes back because apparently Seth MacFarlane had to negotiate for frames, how many frames they could keep that gag going, because apparently that gag <laughs> used to be she went all the way down out of frame. He would t lean his head back, and then you could see him <laughs> smiling. Which is a weird thing for a silhouette to do. But he fucking, like, they had to fucking argue over the amount of frames. And so that little, that's why that gag is so abruptly cut away is because that's how far Fox let them go before they were like, no, that's too much of an implication for a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> Today they would let them go all the way. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, definitely. Okay, well, you know what? Progress has been achieved. You've convinced me. <laughs> yeah, we did, progressives. <laughs> Go home. Go back to brunch. We've done it. <laughs> Thank no. you, AOC. Mm -hmm. well, that's not... <laughs> that's not <laughs> if Anna Ocasio-Cortez anyway. wants to come on the podcast, just invite her on, guys. Yeah, she pretty much have to. <laughs> oh no, 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 no sexual threat. No, 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 no implications. No implications of sexual coercion towards Ocasio Cortez. I refuse. <laughs> there's, there's no implications. Yeah, we should, we should also invite Ben Shapiro onto the podcast because I know he hugs oh feet God. like you do. But is his real or is his just a meme? Oh, that dude loves his feet. You can tell. <laughs> you tell. Yeah, you tell me that, that motherfucker does. But not in like a cool yeah, way. Yeah, you don't get eyebrows like that without fucking going down on a pinky. You know? Because like you can suck toes in like a cool oh? way where it's like, you know, like you're, you're a cool into way, huh? it. Like, or, like, just like, yeah, you can eat <laughs> ass in like a cool way. But when it becomes like your thing, like you just want to suck toes, you just want to eat ass. Yeah, yeah, you weird. can't be out there like like snottily, kind of like hoity-toity sucking toes and eating ass out there. It's you highfalutin ass eating, peep it, fucking piece of shit. You gotta, mm -hmm. you gotta <laughs> buckle down and eat some good old-fashioned country ass before you come at me with your fucking bougie bullshit saying I need syrup to get down. Hell no. <laughs> Fuck no. Yeah. But yeah, exactly when you start to become exclusivist about your sexual preferences, let's say, uh, that's when you start to become weird. Like, just eat toast casually. Like, you know, just like, like slide it, slide it, slide around, you know, suck a toe, you know, just live life. Yeah, like, if, you, if you're, if you're hopping on, you know, like, Ashley Madison or, or Grinder, and your only goal is to suck some toes, and that's it? You got, you gotta respect yourself, well, I, man. I mean, don't be like me. I'm only on Grinder to buy drugs and suck toes. <laughs> yeah, I he's think, doing two. I things. think there's something to be said for the unitasker. You know, <laughs> like there's there's sort of an 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 unappreciated an unappreciated sort of candor there about being like, you know what? There I'm is... into my thing. My thing is eating toes. Hey, you know what Alton Brown says about unitaskers? You know, Alton Brown says a, what does he say? Alton Brown says a bunch of stupid no. shit all the time. So I don't, I don't think Get he him out of the kitchen. Alton Brown. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Have you ever tried his fried chicken recipe? It's nonsense. 
I did not try it, no. I think I did once, but I don't remember. It was a long Listen, time that ago. Listen, that man I'll has been trying to get when me to build my own little fucking convenient fucking kitchen appliances for the last decade. No, I'm going to buy a lemon squeezer. I'm going to use it to fucking squeeze lemon juice in my cocktails. I don't need to build something out of cardboard and tinfoil. Well, yes. you wouldn't you wouldn't be using cardboard and tinfoil to to squeeze. No, your that's the things you you would need to off. make a bong. That's actually what I was thinking of. Sorry. <clears throat> oh shit! Hey, are you <laughs> on to something? Maybe, maybe. You ever think about that? I don't think so. <laughs> All right, so I think yeah, we should probably get back to Family Guy. Yeah. Um. Do you want to? Did you write down the pop culture? Oh, there's a couple. Um. The yeah, there was a couple. I didn't really get note all of them. Um, there was a Stephen Hawking joke. God rest his soul. Fucking miss um, you, man. Of course, dude. Yeah. Um, they referenced the Cosby Show in the opening gag. Um, God, I miss the Cosby Show. Fuck. Yeah, it was a it was a famous show starring Bill Cosby. Um, I don't know if he was a rapist yet, but he wasn't a known rapist at this point. Yeah, yeah it's. <laughs> uh, so like. Yeah. Yeah, he was not a, He was America's dad at that point. Yeah, so it's still cool to to like him. Um, they mention Frasier in one other show. I forgot the other show. Oh, it was um, just as examples of high class and low class yeah. television. The other show was, um, I think it was like Good Times or something. It was, it was what it was was like two black characters speaking off screen and they're just making a transphobic comment. Like it's basically even then really like oh come on. I remember watching that like in in two thousand two. Oh, I remember watching on. that. Yeah, like, well, I remember very specifically because, yeah, I was in SF around the time. So what the attitude in 2002, 2003 for transphobic jokes was not like, oh, do better like it is now. It was just kind of like played, heard it, not funny anymore, as opposed to like, you know, yeah, as opposed to just like, maybe don't do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. In the words uh, of a wise man, it's not funny anymore. Try a different joke. Kanye wow. West. That- Miss you, Kanye. Rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. Can't believe you died. It is a shame Corona. Back to Bill Cosby. It is a shame coronavirus took Kanye West from us, but uh, when that inevitably does happen, this will be future-proofed, and we'll have called it first. (laughs) You heard it here first. Simpsons did it first? No way. The Family Guy podcast did it first. That is another good way to blow up if Kanye West does die of coronavirus, and we, like, predicted it here. We did it! Listen to our pod! We did it! We did it! We did it! We promised to get back to Kanye West! Come on! Please listen! Back to, back to Bill Cosby. Looking at his funeral. It, it is kind of related, because, uh, you know, Kanye did tweet that infamous Bill Cosby incident. <laughs> um, the first incident allegedly took place in the mid-60s, so he was... Uh, America's dad was a raper at that okay. point. Moving on. Yeah. No more Cosby. No more Cosby. I love that show. Yeah. God, I watched I it all in like two I listened to a lot of Bill Cosby once. stand-up. Anyway. So that was... Let's all have a moment of silence yeah. for the, the Bill I mean... Cosby that we knew. <clears throat> and that's long enough. And, okay, go on. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was probably yeah. too long. Yep. It probably was too long. What if Bill Cosby gets coronavirus like Ryan Steen? <laughs> well, then clearly... Uh, it's like he, some, would, he would say... have it coming. Coronavirus is some sort of, like, racist <laughs> pox. <laughs> it... Which means, it hey, in Joe Biden, so, watch out. So hilariously, hey. that is it hilarious then to say that my first cousin who died potentially of coronavirus, I shouldn't feel so bad about anymore? 
Um. <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, dang, dang. And all those people. Oh really no! Oh no! This is a bad. Yeah, this is a I bad direction that. for the podcast. <laughs> no, don't. I don't what's mean. That? I really don't mean. What's it. that? Just <laughs> about, what's I don't that? mean about Italy. I'm gonna defer to your judgment on your cousin, but Italy, I don't mean it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you don't have to be a rapist to get it, but you are a rapist. It helps. Like it doesn't help. Gods. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like being a rapist is like having like a pre-existing condition that makes you more likely to get it. Oh God. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's why oh. I'm denying tests. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh. So I think the the theme of this episode, um, I think it was pretty apparent. Mm-hmm. Uh, money Wait. changes people, obvious. Oh, sorry. Go on. I think just before we get into this, should we yeah. uh, say our favorite jokes? I mean, I know Adam already did, but... Uh, I didn't really have one. Mm. I mean, I like the song. That was kind of the whole joke in its own. I did, so, yeah, I did, have, I did have okay. one note right. that, was the, that I didn't get to, which I think is important, which is that uh, Drunk Brian, uh, awful. I, like really awful fucking person. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. What you didn't like him peeing in the plant, singing money, money, <laughs> money. Ass. Yo, of all the things he did, drunk, that was one of the more tolerable things. Like, I cannot tell you how unflinchingly accurate him being at the bar and like fucking harassing multiple women and like just like slapping Lois's ass and like that. I worked at a bar for a decade, and motherfucking, those dudes exist, and they suck, and they're rich, and you can't do shit about them. <laughs> so, like... God, that is... God, I, that is... Yeah. Just like a dog. I hate Brian so much, I hope he gets <laughs> in <my> car. <laughs> you can fucking definitely bust a nut to that one once you get through to the fucking BDSM Lois episode. <laughs> make a... Make a oh, medley video, yeah. just really make a... Just have a... Have a whole grind fest. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so my favorite joke was I liked when Chris said, if I ever go back to Koha, it'll be so I can poke poor people with a stick. <laughs> I, I, just the delivery of that was like so stupid and like, I don't know, like Chris's like mean spiritedness just comes off as so just like childish and juvenile, which I think is the point. Uh, I just thought it was really funny. Yeah. Even though I do not condone poking poor people no. in the stand. And that's, that's it's kind of relevant, though, with the, yeah. the theme of the episode. If um, anything, mo- I say poke the rich with the sticks. Yeah, money changes people, duh. But wealth is a poison. Mm-hmm. It poisons these poor well, that, people. Well, that leads to what I thought was one of the most unintentionally interesting things that Seth MacFarlane, or at least whoever wrote this episode, came up with. Which is... Um, the entire Peter Schmidt wealth is accumulated through generational sex work? That's oh, yeah. that's a fucking good idea. That's like that could be a really good TV show. Like I would love to watch a show about yeah, a family of sex workers through like three decades trying to like slowly build up their wealth to the point where they can then pose as aristocratic nobles. And fucking disingenuously hide the source of the wealth. That's a fucking Sopranos-esque plot. Like, HBO-style fucking show there. Like, 
And you know what? Mm. Now someone's going to steal it and make it. I mean, that's happened to me already. I came up with this idea for a show. Yeah, Yeah. it's going to happen again and again. It's like Dexter's need to kill people. uh, That that show, The Young Pope, with Jude Law being all sexy Pope, that was my idea. Yeah. Right. Good job. They should have called it sexy Pope, you know? I know. I pitched it. They said no. Hot Pope. Well, my my pitch was Pope, P-O-P-E, like spelled like lost. But then, like, I, I just it's stressed, but the, it's a pope you want to fuck. Like, it's a really fuckable pope. <laughs> this pope, goddamn Adonis, just chiseled abs, constantly slit, sweaty, glistening, fucking hot. Oh, yeah. Fuck, yeah. Mm-hmm. Father. I, honestly, I, I, I'd, I'd give it to Francis. Yeah, you know, let me look at, let me look at his very first picture on Wikipedia. He's yeah, that good one from... Also, breaking news, um, officially confirmed that the Protestants did win the Reformation. The Pope said it was okay to just take your messages straight to God. So I've been saying that for years. I've been saying that for for the last 500 years. It's Uh, like the Pope just came up with ATMs decades after we've already been using them. I've been saying it for the last 508 years, ever since I've been knocking down down on church doors, just go straight to God. (laughs) I swear on God, this is between me it and God. Reminds me one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. Well, Not you and me, Mr. Pope. You, you reminds me one of my favorite jokes from me this old David. sitcom called Father Ted, where it's like the Pope is meant to be God's representative on Earth, so you think he'd be taller. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe God's a short kid. God being short and. Yeah. We, we, oh my we stand a short king. You guys, God is a little short man with short man's disease. That would explain a fuckload, wouldn't it? Oh, fuck. <laughs> As a tall man yeah. who works security, I can say short man's disease is a thing. It is real. I, I, they have my compassion, uh, but I do not support their plight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you wanted to be seen as normal, you should have yeah, been, if you're been five, more normal. Yeah, yeah if I'm, you're five I'm one sorry. and under, I don't know. I, don't listen. Turn this shit off. This isn't for you. Yeah, hey, we do stand a short king. That has limits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, dude. When I went to the YBN Corday concert in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, there were a lot of short guys there. And, like, I don't know what that says about his music, if he, like, makes short king music. But I saw some short guys there. Yeah. Like, not quite that, like my person. <laughs> not like, not like small person short, but like yeah. pretty close. Like, oh, the okay. proportional. Yeah, where you're like, oh my god, you just look like someone's cast a, a, like a D and D Lewis Carroll spell on you, and you've just shrunk. <laughs> you sh- someone took you exactly reduced I you twenty percent. <laughs> I put up with a lot of shit, but if, if you're five one and under, I have it's no true. patience for it's you. True, I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Get out of here. Unfortunately, it turns out our other listeners uh, five foot exactly. Well, oh god. We all, no, just, we all, yeah, just make that ones. caveat. Just say yeah, you're one of the. You're one of the good boys. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Well. You're one of the good babies. <laughs> yeah. 
right, another note I have. Uh, Stewie mm. was right about the stock market in that in that clip. What did he say again? Um, so I didn't get all of it because it's a bunch of like stock markety mumbo jumbo. But basically, mm-hmm. his Stewie is hanging out with his new group of friends, which are, like old investors. Um, and one of them is saying like. Um, Asia is too oh, unstable God, yeah. right now. He should pull out everything he has. And then Stewie says Asia is only going to go up from here. And that's true. China emerges as a world power around 2008-ish. Um, not emerges. I was going to say, wait. No, I'm pretty sure China was a world power back in 1999. Yeah. The world has changed. It was... It was <laughs> It was still a rising power in 99. Uh, like, even back going back to, like, 91, China was still thought of, like, as a poor area in the world. The land of the rising sun. Yeah, uh, yeah Japan doing well for itself. <laughs> uh, South Korea doing... Um, South Korea oh, yeah, had an economic weird. miracle. I mean, by, by 99, it was, like, well underway. But, like, South Korea had a relatively very fast economic miracle. Um... Vietnam is doing pretty well for itself now. It's definitely rising, like, compared to how they were only 30 years ago. Oh my god, it's been 50 years since the Vietnam War. It's not 2000. Um, You were born in 2000. I know. I don't know why I would think of the world from 2000, because I was born in 2000. That blows my fucking mind. I didn't know what was happening. That blows my fucking mind. So, so then, okay, I'm, so then what the fuck did you, how did you first learn about 9-11? Because, <laughs> like, like, holy um, shit. <laughs> I, I don't mean, 9 11 is just kind of something that, like, I've not always known about, but, like, it was so ingrained that I couldn't, like, pick like, a specific point for when, when it happened. Because I'm in Connecticut, New York City is really close. I have family all throughout New York City. Um, so I don't know. Like, I'm sure I definitely would have picked up, like, what 9-11 was when I was, like, three or four and still, like, learning everything. Because it just would always be in the news. Everyone still would have been talking about it. Like, we'd just gone to war over it. Did you, like, end up watching, like, a documentary on Discovery or something to learn about it? Like, Um, no, I was a very, like, early internet-savvy kid. So, I'm pretty sure everything I learned, I just learned online. It was change. Um, You figured it out. It's a very... It's a very questionable thing because I'm sure there's a lot of stuff I learned and I just, as a young age, I just took as, like, fact. It's just totally wrong. There's just people talking shit out of Man, so this is the wildest thing. <laughs> um, it is, like... But I don't, I don't even know how to yeah. confront that. I, I don't know how to fix that problem yeah, myself. That, I can't... It's so wild to me because I was, so I was, like, 12 or 13 when it happened. And I remember to this day, like, because also this was... About the exact time I think the show was starting, or at least still popular. So, like, when 9-11 was happening, Family Guy was definitely something it was still watching, like, a lot. And eventually it becomes a running theme in the show, you'll see. Um, so it's actually very prudent that you guys constantly reference fucking 9-11, because it is a theme that comes up in the show. Um, yeah. That's why. For sure. <laughs> yeah. But also just, like, it is wild to me to conceive of another person period who has never lived without not knowing what it's like like i remember what it was like pre 9-11 and it feels like a different universe that i lived in like it is one of the wildest fucking things to me and the fact that that uh that 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 you could demarcate the, the the 
your your social interpretation of what what to me was like a ubiquitous bizarre tragic moment that everyone was kind of like forced to endure and the thought of that psychic's like fallout turning into just kind of like a oh yeah it's just something i learned about like it's so fucking surreal to me it's so <laughs> surreal but it's good was there a moment um was there a moment when you were like younger where like you you heard about 9-11 like you had a vague idea but like then you watched something about it and you're like oh yeah, that's what yeah. 9-11 is <laughs> no i was never like i had like the 9-11 like truth moment i remember <laughs> distinctly i think i was in i was either <laughs> i was either in middle school or, or early middle school or late elementary school where we had like a 9-11 assembly where we talked about 9-11 and they oh showed God. us like a video of like kids our age who like did not know anything about 9-11 like It'd be like, where do you think 9-11 happened? Or, like, who do you think did it? And they just had, like, no idea. Um, and I remember just thinking, like, those kids are stupid. I know what 9-11 is. Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh. And that's yeah, my I watched it happen. I probably did watch it happen as a child. Um, from what I understand, I was watching TV, and then my dad changed the channel to see the 9-11. Yeah, that footage. sounds about right. You know how, you know... Son, you're going to watch something that's going to change I didn't know it had happened until I was on the school bus, and, like, the school bus driver was listening to the radio, and it was just people calling in some talk show, just going, like, Brimstone Fellfire! This is all in the Bible! All this has been predicted before! It's going to happen! It's been happening! This is... Johnny Cash wrote a song! And then they'd play, like, The Man Comes Around, and I remember listening to that, going, like, something weird is happening, that's strange. And then everyone at school was so weirdly hesitant to talk about it and what happened was we waited four periods so that's about four or five hours until like just before lunchtime where they had like a mandatory assembly and they just handed out flyers to everyone going like oh hey by the way uh yeah america's under attack and um uh maybe thousands of people are dead or dying we don't know so <laughs> They hate us for our freedom. Sorry, kids. Welcome you are joking, <laughs> but I'm not exaggerating when I say they hate us for our freedom was almost immediately, like, the next day, written onto new flyers to give out to students. Like, uh, wow. a lot of the hyperbole about uh, the exaggerated faux patriotism and the uh, the whole rhetoric of, of, like, oh, yes, everyone coming together was so weirdly mythologized because it is not accurate it was a strange time of division and discord and and uncertainty for everybody and i think it's really fascinating a tragedy to contrast with coronavirus because the popular conception of the of that particular tragedy was ah yes we could all come together in face of this adversity whereas now we're stuck in a symbolic fucking death stranding of isolation and disconnection and it is very very peculiar to have both of these kinds of tragic apocalyptic events happen in between market crashes and housing fucking complications to the point where mm -hmm. you can actually watch the trajectory of the country collapse decade by decade and be mirrored in a animated television show <laughs> and and much like uh, today, how we have the um, the Corona deniers back then. We oh had God, we still truthers. Yeah, yeah, man. The 
loose change. That was a thing I joked about earlier, but that was like, I remember the first time I got linked to the loose change video and just being like, this is obviously bullshit. This is stupid. How the, huh? This is just edited. Not even well. It's just edited. <laughs> it's just editing. It's, that's all it is. And, and then, but man, clever editing will get a lot of people. It seems. And uh, if YouTube over the last two fucking decades has proved, yeah, it will. It's effective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I feel like when I go on r slash Epstein to see if there's any word oh of him being alive. Because I personally think Epstein's still out there somewhere. Invite him under the pod. <laughs> I don't think we should invite Jeffrey Epstein under the pod. Although... You know what? Hey. Epstein, comma, Jeffrey. If you're out there, if you're listening it to this, if you're our other listener, <laughs> come on the pod. We'll keep you anonymous. We'll do that that voice changer thing. Mm. Mm -hmm. Do you we, think we, we got you, Boo? Just do don't put us in the black fucking. Fucking. <laughs> do, do you think we could have Epstein uh, say the uh, famous line from Twenty Two Jump Street? But go. What? <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> yes. Bill, would you like to say it? My name is oh, Jeff. Oh God! Okay. <laughs> Yes. If, if we could have Jeffrey Epstein say that on the funny cast, I think, I think we'd be rolling in viewers. We'd also be national heroes because, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. we got him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you think I'm letting Jeffrey Epstein walk out of the recording booth? <laughs> oh, no, we're know. taking that black book. We're taking yeah. our names out of it. <laughs> we're taking our names out of it. Writing everyone who's wronged us in them. Watch out. It's like the Death Note, but it, nothing oh, really boy. happens. Except the world. Jesus Christ! Have you guys seen that fucking recent Death Note Trump thing? Oh, I did. Yeah. God, yeah. I woke up and read that, and I, I thought for sure I was literally in a dream. I, I could, I could not describe. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know how to describe to, to any, especially to you, Sean, how utterly surreal the last three decades of reality have been from pre-9-11 to now to watching it go from some <laughs> reasonable sense of normalcy to the, to where we are now where, where, where what you just said whatever the fuck it was was somehow reasonable a thing to even exist uh, that that boggles my mind and and I just there's like a good ten seasons of Family Guy I've not seen that as far as I'm concerned don't exist till I watch them. And and it's this fucked up multi-dimensional Schrodinger's cat version of just reality slowly becoming warped until eventually all is Family Guy and Family Guy is all. Is it Schrodinger's cat or is it Brian's oh, martini? Shit. Oh. Whose leg does he have to hump to get one around him? <laughs> we don't know. We never see it. You're saying we never. Uh, you know, I think that does like happen. It? I think that does happen. No, it's gotta happen. Maybe, but not in the context. Okay, of well, that I mean, spoilers, but there are whole episodes about Brian having a love life with human women. I do know about that. I've seen like a few episodes, like on Adult Swim <gasps> as a child. I know. Do we watch him fuck? I know. I've I'm almost sure. Only I'm almost sure there's an episode about him yeah. having uh, ED. I'm almost positive that's a thing. Nice. 
Yeah, it's like I remember I, I watched South Park and they showed a dog penis. Uh, Dragon Ball showed Goku's little tiny penis. Uh, everyone's showing me penises as a child. I think um, that really affected me. Everyone? <laughs> okay. Everyone. Uh, fuck, man. I don't know how to tell this to you, but but if it's everyone, you, you might you might need to go see a therapist, man. That's that sounds bad. I don't know. I don't know how you're gonna have to. This sounds like. Dude, I'm losing healthcare. I'm losing healthcare in May. I cannot go see a therapist. Yeah, no, that's true. Oh. Last time I saw my therapist, he was wearing a fucking mask, and it was really off-putting. You try to emote to someone about your deepest desires when you can't even make out what face they're making, and then all of a sudden they just fucking people don't smile with their eyes. That's a lie. <laughs> yeah, mouths don't eyes. even have. I mean, eyes don't even have mouths. Thankfully, You're right. I went to the I went to the eye doctor during coronavirus and I had to wear a mask and he was doing like the uh, prescription check like one or two one or two but because of the mask I kept fucking up the lens and I couldn't see a thing regardless of if it was one or two and after every single one he would stop me and wipe it off and I think eventually <laughs> he just gave up I, like, I wanted him to give up I, I wasn't gonna say like dude we can do it again later my prescription's fine yeah. let me go Oh, but he's gay. He just gave up. He's like, yeah, your prescription's the same. I mean, at least you worked to an understanding. Yeah. Yeah. And that's finding what common ground uh, with your uh, ophthalmologist is 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 an important part of the uh, social. Mm -hmm. Gotta have a good relationship with him so he can grab my eye. Ugh. And also, I have one p very positive note about Family Guy here. Oh, let's hear it. So, um, Peter, when he's trying to fool the historical society, wrote down something like, Jesus was here, and then dates it to, like, something 57, right? Like, AD 57. And they said, um... Oh, no, no, it was AD 51... And then, yeah. Um, and then they said something like, Jesus was here 57 years before he was born. Um, which would put at 6 BC, which is, according to most evidence, likely when Jesus would have been born. However, the common conception is that Jesus was born in 0 AD, because AD stands for like, the year uh -huh. of our Lord. I know, um, Domini. But... Yeah, but, like, when they started it, they just they didn't have the right year. And I thought that was an attention to detail that uh, I thought Family Guy would spare, but I'm proud of them for I... including it. Anno dominate um, me. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm. Zaddy. Mm. <laughs> yes, Zaddy oh. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> really horny is. Cast. That... Mm -hmm. We are horny for that almost really anything. Is... It, and been a lot of talk about mm -hmm. feet and Lois and fucking and coming. It's it's a recurring. It's beautiful, you guys. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I agree. Okay. Lois is beautiful. She is. She was looking pretty hot in, in the pool scene. Oh <laughs> yeah. Did they do like a fake little Fast mm -hmm. Times at Ridgemont High parody, or is that something I just imagined? No, that's okay. that's later. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be real. If I ever legitimately get aroused by Family Guy, I think I'm gonna fucking end it. <laughs> That's good to know. It's good to know. 
You mean the podcast, not your life. Well, if I live by that code, right? I'd be fucking yeah. dead. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, uh, sometimes people have impulses they can't control. It doesn't make them inherently filthy. It just means you need to do some introspection of yourself and, you know, take a look inside and turn the inner eye towards that path and, uh, you know, let whatever goes past wash over you and only you remain. <laughs> yeah, Thank take you. a look inside. What do you see? I don't want to know. I really don't. <laughs> you want it's feet, uh, baby. So waking oh, things within you. It's feet all the way down. <laughs> As it should be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? Going back to the favorite joke thing, I actually... I know this is way off topic, but I do remember it. Um, it's when uh, Peter says something about swearing. And he's being sworn in like as a juror or something. Oh, yeah. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing, yeah, nothing but the bastard. truth? I do. <laughs> you bastard. That's pretty fucking great. Yeah. Good stuff. Brian Griffin is the villain. Yeah, yeah, he's... Mm-hmm. he's... And he doesn't face any yeah. fucking penance for it. You know, was is this the first time we actually see Brian's alcoholism? Uh, it's definitely the first time we see him fucking shit yeah. face drunk. Yeah. And he's also he's also Thurston when he, they get to the it, house. They, I mean, see that they're part. starting the mm-hmm. seeds so, yeah. immediately of like he has a thing for Lois. Like he's fucking uh, you know friend zoned. He, his best friend's wife is like it's, it's that whole. This becomes like a, a a plot point later, but it's definitely foreshadowed here. It's like these are the seeds mm-hmm. that it planted. Like Brian loves Lois, and boy, is that a plot line that like even if he was a human being, I would have problems with. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, every single plot line that I think about with Brian now is at best problematic like the race episode and at worst straight up uh like degenerate filth kinda like just really gross when you think about it <laughs> oh yeah i agree i think brian griffin should be struck down for the mortal sin <laughs> lost. pope um, francis if you're listening send brian griffin directly yeah. to hell do not bring him to purgatory to be judged Send him straight to hell. Right down to burn. Mm -hmm. Put put him right next to the worst of the worst. Uh, Yeah, like um, people who who like like wait in line a really long time and then don't know what they fucking want when they get up to the thing. And they don't go ahead of them. Oh, those people. Like I've been waiting here just as long as you do. I've had enough time to think what I want five times over. How have you not done this? How have you not done this? It's it's the most evil thing. Motherfuckers. They will they will get theirs. When the day of reckoning comes, they're first the in line. Day we're living mm-hmm. in now, Papa John's apocalypse, I'm telling you. He started all this. Yeah, those people who are waiting there in line not knowing what they want, they're in more contact with mm-hmm. everyone in the line. Meaning it's more likely to get sick. So they got the COVID. Yeah, COVID nineteen. This, this is the nineteenth COVID <laughs> epidemic we've had. Yeah, the, the previous eighteen were kind of washed from the records. <coughs> Pre nine eleven shit, you wouldn't know about it. 
You're right. I, don't, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, that's, that's millennial a world I've never shit. Lived in. It was a weird time, man. Things were the worst thing that ever happened was a blowjob in office. And then the worst thing that ever happened was now. Yeah, and now, now it's coronavirus. Is it the worst thing that's ever happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coronavirus is the worst thing. No, it's not, because I lived through 9-11. I was going to say, this is the worst right. thing I lived through. Well, actually, no, this this is the most devastating thing that I will have lived through. Hey, up don't to sell yourself point. short. There might be a mass genocide soon, and then you'll really know. <laughs> hey, if we're lucky, it's going to be mean, the rich. I mean, yeah, man, the... I looked mm-hmm. up this. There was something or other I saw the other day. Where, you know how much a guillotine costs? It's about twelve hundred bucks. I'm just saying. Just saying. What the fuck? Okay, we're <laughs> making our own now. Twelve hundred bucks to buy a guillotine. Well, lumber and hardware yeah. tools included. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's for building. Oh fuck you, Vice! Just tell me where to buy them pre-made. Go to Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> we need pre-made, prefabricated. I can't go to Amazon. They're on strike. Hell yeah! Can't go to Whole Foods either. Also, I never go to Whole Foods. I've been there once with somebody, and that was the only time I've been there. Nice. I tried to go there once with a girl too. Didn't work out. It's not a good dating place. Whole Foods. How'd you know? (laughs) Call call the sixth sense. Because that's what you do when you go to Whole Foods. You're there with the girl. <laughs> you think I'm or your significant the, other. You think I'm walking into Whole Foods out of my free will? <laughs> Fuck no. Hey babe, you want to get some fresh priest juices? Um, I Google. <laughs> We're gonna fucking... <laughs> hey baby, you want some fresh made bread? So I googled guillotine, and this was one of the images. Um, I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. <laughs> This is a uh, vector tune woman. So this is like Bitmoji style. Uh, A woman who is in the stocks in a guillotine, ready to be executed with a little pineapple-headed man saying, buy this image without watermarks at vectortunes.com. He's got a little green mohawk, and there's four of him... Uh, water no six of them watermarked across the page yeah but they're doing some of them are doing different actions there's one who's in like a closed eye laugh one who's in an open eye smiled one with one eye closed and one tongue out and one wearing sunglasses why is there a disproportionate amount because there's two closed eye laughing there's two open eye smiling and then there's one tongue out well, one sunglasses what the it, fuck's going on and it's not even like in a position where it, can, it seems like it's intentional what's well, that it's like that uh, what's that thing like the tra- like a mass of comedy and tragedy they're, they're, they're yeah, the, mm, there's no no, there's no it's just observing a depth of uh, a bitmoji woman who has one of the faces in her middle of her legs. I don't know if you saw or mentioned that one earlier. Oh, yeah, she's uh, giving yeah. birth to one of them. Only death can pay I, for life. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, this woman probably deserved it. Like, if you're going to the work to guillotine someone, like, I feel like you probably yeah, coming. <laughs> honestly, yeah, like especially in this yeah, day and age, you don't go like, through the effort. If you hear about someone getting guillotined, they fucking deserved it. 
That's twelve hundred dollars. You yeah. don't get there by accident. Yeah, you don't accidentally construct a twelve hundred dollar guillotine and drag Kylie Jenner on stage to execute her. She didn't yeah. have it coming. You, if you're buying a guillotine to get it done, that's a real commitment. You're 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 really looking forward to like. Well, I imagine the real reason you you get the guillotine right is so that you can fuck with their head, right? So like, like the last few seconds of their life, like when they're still alive, you know, like for the, like the ten to twenty seconds, like. That's when you pick up their head and show them their body and go like, you're dead now, idiot. And then like spike it or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, you I mean, pulled yeah. me into the basket. Yeah. I think these days definitely, although originally the guillotine was designed to be like a clean, painless way to execute someone. Right. Uh, I was reading some Foucault and he gets really deep into this, how for a while uh, crimes were supposed to be very visibly punished and like very brutal because any crime represented, like, a crime against the crown. And then, therefore, it had to use the king's authority to deal with it. But now we just hide all that shit, you know? Yeah. You just, Bill Clinton just goes to, like, watch the execution of a mentally disabled man to win the presidency, mm -hmm. like... Yeah, he now. does that, and then he, then he just fucking blasts his rope in the Oval Office, and we just, we just take it. We love yeah. him for it. We praise him for it. That's why he's the greatest president ever. God bless you, Bill Clinton. I salute you, sir. Mm -hmm. you Please know, let me join the National Guard. Honestly, Bill Clinton is the only like centrist Democrat president to ever advert like campaign on that and win. No one's ever done that ever. Yeah, no one has ever campaigned on blasting rope and have it gone yeah. well for them. Mm -hmm. But Billy Boy, boy, did he do it? Yeah, Obama never mentioned blasting rope. First day in office starts blasting rope all over the Middle East with his drones. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Cheers. <laughs> yep. And it has never no. been the same. No, it has not been the same. Barry. Stop come it. On, come on the pod. Stop it and come on the pod. Barry, stop blasting rope. No, dude, Barack Obama's gonna send us, like, a meanly worded call at, like, 3 a.m. like he did to Pete Buttigieg again oh to drop God. out. <laughs> Pete, your ropes are weak. <laughs> if we, honestly, if Wait, we was that, Obama was that, respond to the funny cast, was that your little Obama us. impression? <laughs> was that what the, I suck. Yeah, because I thought about doing one. I thought about doing one, and I thought, nah, nah, I'm not gonna go there. But then you did, so I'm glad. So I'm glad at least someone did. Because I was thinking, like, mm, I'm, I could open with a look. What we're talking about here, you know? And, and then, and, no, no, I'm not gonna. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah, uh, if we get Barack Obama to respond to our podcast. That means he sunk down to our level yeah, that, and we that, won. If that did happen, you would then be in league with Mark Marin <laughs> in terms of podcasters. Oh, and he's a podcast mm -hmm. god. He's one of the god few people who have ever gotten Barack Obama on for his podcast, so Wow. Do you think we could get Mark Marin on? Yeah, the for sure. We can get Markiplier on the podcast. And then and then we're one degree from uh, from Obama, from yeah, you from should invite Markiplier and uh, freaking yeah, Markiplier, yeah, Markiplier, Markiplier Marin, Mark for sure. Marin mm -hmm. uh, Barack Obama, all definitely should come on the pod and talk about their favorite Family Guy episodes. Yeah, 
I mean, I can guarantee you Barack Obama <laughs> put it down to a few Family Guy episodes. Yeah, he seems like he would have watched a few. You're telling me Obama yeah. didn't? He probably has. He seems like a th- like a fourth season guy. That was the that's the bridge season. Mm-hmm. No, he he's a he's definitely like a season five through eight. Wow, guy. no, Ooh. no, hell no, <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> Michelle, I'm singing about the bird again. <laughs> this shit's funny. He's fight. Oh. He's fighting the chicken. That's a terrible Barack Obama impression. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't even know what that was. He was fighting the chicken. What was that? I feel like I'm Southern Hick. That's just my default. Uh, I get excited about people fighting voice, I suppose. <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Yeah. It may not. not see, this is my proof that he's not a fan of seasons five to eight because you cannot do an impression of him watching any content from those episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Your Obama sounds a lot like a Clinton. I there was a point when I started doing it, like, and I just like no, it's Bill Clinton. And just, like, oh, we're past yeah. that point. That's Hillary, true. He's firing the chicken again. He will never be able to fit in with the uh, Peter Schmidt family because of their like class divide. Yeah, yeah, and I think that. Um, so according to Albert Memmi in one of his books, um, mm-hmm. uh, what's it called? Mm-hmm. Um, the Colonizer and the Colonized, which talks about uh, the relationship of both the colonizer and the colonized to each other. Um, he says that like fundamentally, a colonized person will always be lower class and will never be able to assimilate mm-hmm. to the upper class no matter how much they try and I think wealth and rich riches are presented in a similar way in America where it's viewed as like, no matter what you'll do, you'll never be old money. You'll always be nouveau riche and you'll never fit in and be accepted. And I think that's largely a way to just try to like discourage people from doing anything about the status quo. It's just like, they think of it as like such like this exclusivist club and there's no reason to interact with it and just like let them be and like... Other people can do their own things with their life. And I just think it's an interesting thing to note because there has to be some sort of like logic and reason behind why the rich people are so exclusionary both economically, like not everyone can be rich, but also like socially and culturally. Um, and I don't know. I think it's one of those things that's like kind of just like apparent in society we never think about it at a deeper level mm-hmm. um, but we will in the funny cast <laughs> well I mean that's right I mean, that's to, what we to add to that I guess the, the idea of, of uh, social indoctrination towards different class based uh, uh delineation is something that is perpetuated by different ruling classes in order to mm-hmm. you know keep the majority of people from rising up against them because the, the ruling class is significantly smaller than they would like us to think and i think that's how they continually perpetuate myths of this dissolved idea of power which is where you get like racist ideas like zionism or cabalistic groups of uh, you know, uh, Illuminati-esque sort of ciphers for just different racial uh, 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 
yeah, fucking what's it called D demonization uh, and those are all modalities that are tied towards trying to keep the majority of people from more or less fighting against the direct people who are absolutely responsible for their calamities and situations that are set up to perpetuate the different class disparity and um that's one of the one of the main things i think is interesting about this episode is that somehow throughout all of this show peter is continually a lowbrow low-class citizen yet by any stretch of the imagination he has lots of money is well to do is able to support his family really well and i think that is an interesting mm -hmm. message to be espoused from someone as now obviously rich as Seth MacFarlane is. And, and the idea of those messages being communicated by rich people about rich people is part of the recursive nature of, well, social indoctrination. It's accepting that you will never be able to break out of this mold, which is why I think so much socialist art lately has been about expressing the uh, ubiquity of collectivism against you know, this idea of pursuant individualism, this rugged manifest destiny, which is what a lot of right-wing sort of Republican sort of people believe, this bootstrap mentality as opposed to the socialist hierarchy of we should all just provide for each other equally because that's how things would work naturally. No one in ancient caveman times took all the fucking berries and hid them from the rest of his people until they starved and then would give him sex yeah. acts for fucking berries or whatever, you know? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they were good fucking berries. Sex Maybe berries. that did happen. Yeah. Give me the sex That's berry. That's a good podcast right there. Or die. <laughs> sex berry or die. Sex berry. That's that's sounds like an adult yeah. swim show and I yeah. actually I don't Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A pass. Is Brickleberry a uh, Seth MacFarlane universe? No, that's a comedy okay. central joint. I'm gonna say that's some like Yeah, that sounds right. Shit. That sounds Let right. Let's see. Isn't right, that the same show down. as Border Town though? Uh oh no he Tosh uh is an executive producer, but the show is created by uh two fellows named Roger Black and Waco okay. O'Quinn. That's a hell of a it fucking truly name. Is. Anyway, <laughs> fuck no. Three seasons, there's, thirty-six. There's so episodes. many fucking terrible Family Guy knockoff shows now. It's that's just really, the future of really animation. Awful. There's one that is all just Bitmoji, like that horrific fucking picture you, you linked earlier. <laughs> oh, oh god. Yeah, we uh, we talked about this. One of us to it, me, it was I me. don't remember yeah. who. <laughs> you yeah. oh yeah, you showed me it. You actually yeah, physically it was showed really me the terrifying, show. Cause, cause I remember the day I popped on god. Hulu. And there were bitmojis on who, like uh, that was something I wanted, and, and then yeah, I'm honestly, like, I stopped even... thinking about it a little bit. Hmm. Bitmojis are good know, like, when they're the used ironically in animations on YouTube. I feel like people like my age at this point just like, use it, like as a joke, 
Is it like is this for like boomers? Like we're like, oh look at there's a little funny cartoon. I mean I phone. used to <laughs> Yeah. I think it is for boomers now, but I remember when it came out, uh I'd say <laughs> what, twenty eleven, twenty twelve, I definitely remember thinking they were very useful for creeping out my friends. This is very, very good. You would send them a Bitmoji of you tucking in their Bitmoji avatar at night and and then, like, being like, and then I watched you all night long, you know, or whatever. Like, they had these bizarre fucking headlines that would be like, Adam uh, exercises while uh, Jim Jam fucking does work. And it would be like, my Bitmoji crouched behind Jim Jam while Jim Jam is on a computer, and I'm clearly about to fuck the back of their head, but for some reason, <laughs> it's me exercising. And that was the level of, like, oh, okay, I get it. I get what's going on here. <laughs> I think Bitmoji started coming around when I was a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. It... Canceled Bitmoji. You know, yeah, I don't me care neither. to think I just... about it. <laughs> they were pretty lousy. Bitmoji. They're definitely They're canceled. Mm-hmm. Speaking of... Yeah, speaking of cancel, cancel let's cancel this episode. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's a Family Guy funny cast. <laughs> <laughs> let's cancel that. Let's cancel this show like we're about to cancel. Oh! Camel Toe. Camel Toe again. Uh, Adam, where can we find you? You can uh, find me currently quarantined in my home, uh, (laughs) along with everyone else, but online, uh... you can find me uh, on Twitter at at Adam underscore Popovich, and uh, I used to write for websites a whole lot, but then they all got shut down, so Mm -hmm. if you want to hire me to write for your websites about movies, about (laughs) anything... I'll fucking do it. I'm desperate. <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah. Please hire my boy. I'm good. I swear. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Can't you? Can't you yeah. tell a listener? Oh, that's really who other I should listener? be pitching myself to. Is the other listener? Other listener, please hire me. It's Give true. me money. Do. We're we're in this together. It's you and me and Joey and Sean and they need to make some money. They so. I have no money to give them. I want to. The money, I, I mostly give it to Joey, and, and he mm-hmm. does things with yeah, it. The Patreon's coming uh, soon. So it's up to you. You need to help support, get this podcast into the black? Yes. That's what mm-hmm. it, that's, that's, that's what it is, right? The black is good? <laughs> this is... Yeah, you want to be in the right. black. You don't want to be in the red. The black is good. Sounds like a really problematic remake of Zardoz. But and I am at Bench God. Thank you for listening. All right, uh, I am at Water Slap. Google it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Bench. <laughs>